0: this is the russian dynamite masha slamovich becca here
1: this is not America's sweetheart davian it's billy starks and the super fly guy trayvon jordan
0: this
2: is the fly side flyer jalen brandon
1: hardcore princess jules malone hi there this is the double gum princess alexia nicole this is the brazilian wonder woman christy Jane. this is the baddest black belt Chennai kai this is kid bandit the
0: smash hit joel bateman this
1: is robin renegade cody
0: hawk brutal bob evans and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. at Wrestling with Entertainment, the only audio experience on the today. Previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and Japan, animating in between every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and Castbox. Sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I'm of course your host, that guy, James J, with Calico Yachts, who is currently losing to time. Um, but who is on time, the American Scooter Dust.
2: I'm just dandy. I've got a bowl of chocolate pudding in my underpants.
1: And it was a good week for Wrestling Wit as we interviewed the Man of Two Minds, uh, Jack Pride um, and Nicky Duke. Um, Incredible interviews, uh, very different um, as Jack is maybe just hitting the stride of his career. uh, In Love Pro Wrestling, was um, uh, Wrestler of the Year last last year uh, Full of pro wrestling, and obviously Nikki Duke. Uh, later today, uh, in CCW Capital Championship uh, Wrestling, will have uh one of the biggest matches of her career, uh, against Rebecca Scott, um, at Victory. So you should definitely go check out that match when it happens, um, on mm-hmm. the Title Match mm-hmm. Network. Um, and yeah, just a lot if of that, fun. Huh?
2: If, if that didn't I see? Uh. The feud uh, coming to a uh, bit of a head on uh, the show's uh, Twitter.
1: Um, yeah, we kind of got hit in the crossfire. <laughs> but they've been at it for uh, since uh, October, I want to say. Um, and we go over that. We talk about uh, Nikki's hatred for Rebecca, how they can't come together, they can't see eye to eye. Um, And that um, later tonight, um, she's taking her title and proving that she's the star star of the show and not a bitch-ass extra like Rebecca Scott. Um, Her work's not mine. So definitely go into the archives and check that out. Um, It's currently the only interview that Nikki Duke has done. so, yeah, you're getting new information on her. Um, this upcoming uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, we have um, Claudia Solis um, just kind of reamping her career. Um, and we've talked all things about her career, including uh, working under a mask, uh, becoming the wrestler that she's ma- wanted to be over the last 20 years. Um And a lot of other great content there um, On Wednesday we have uh, Cody Lane Incredible interview um, If you don't already follow Cody, you should follow Cody He has a lot of great content on his Instagram um, And he actually had a match um, where he wrestled in a mall uh, the cops may or may not have been called on this match. And, uh, yeah, a lot of great content there that you definitely want to go check out Um, this Wednesday. Um, you know, um, here's some you tips know. right now. What I've learned is if I, if I think it's funny, I'm just going to say I'm just going to film it. And then if my friends think it's funny, I'm just going to post it. You know, I just... You know, I, I got I just go with a gut instinct. I was like, well, I'm just going to hurl a,
0: a large-ass soda at my car if someone run, runs into me. So,
1: And it, it, still, it still gets talked about to this day, and that was in, jeez, that was in 2020. Did Ethan Price think it was funny that you were robbing him? <laughs> <laughs> He's my uh, – Ethan Price is my guinea pig when I come up with ideas. <laughs> he is uh, – if I tell him i got to rob him for a promo – He'll let me do it. If I gotta push him or slap him, he'll let me do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> any special skills of knowing how to make masses and gear and stuff like that? I have
2: stitched a couple of outfits together when I was younger, but nothing as gear. Um, okay. When I was younger, I used to pull clothes um, apart and sew them back in different ways and things that I like that I wish I would have had when I was like wrestling. And um, of course, at the time I was just in school, I actually wasn't wrestling and
0: it was just kind of neat because all those things that I made kind of come to, came to life. But no, I I, I don't, I've tried and I've in a sewing kit. I've gone to the extent of buying a, an actual machine and I have not the time nor talent to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what, you want something done right, just, you know, Pay for it, and yeah.
2: So I've had to go that route. I couldn't do it myself.
1: That four-minute YouTube tutorial wasn't gonna help you.
2: Mm-mm. No, 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 <laughs> no. All right.
1: Uh, the week after well, that. Uh,
2: hold on, hold on. on. I've got a one-liner. You know what they say? One ring, or in this case, wrestling ring, to rule them all. okay. Because he wrestled in a mall. Them, all, the mall. One ring, one wrestling ring. The Lord of the Rings and a wrestling joke. And I hate Lord of the Rings. Come
1: on. Well, you just... Yeah, that... That <laughs> was not your best book, man. Um...
0: But not anymore.
1: <laughs> and we're being joined by Coleco Yachts. Yeah. And just uh, finishing up uh, who we have coming up on the show, on uh, December, uh, De- February 14th, we have Jay um, Macias, um, Wednesday the 15th, we have the Basic Bitch Slayer, Ruby Roberts, and on uh, the 22nd, um, Joss Speezy. So um, follow us at Wrestling with E on Twitter for more information on those interviews as it becomes available to us. I think we're done putting ourselves over it. No, Scooter? I see, sir. All right. Um, now it is time for the news. It was not a great day for wrestling, um, as we lost the legend. We lost, the uh, Leaping Lenny Powell, um, the genius, um, Randy Savage's little brother by any other name, um... Honestly, it just sucks. It seems like every time we get past one, that another one comes into the wrestling world. This one really sucks, no Scooter.
2: Oh, it it. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 not speaking as Scooter for this. I'm I'm speaking as Scott because I had the great privilege. Of, of of knowing Lanny Papa uh, you hear a lot about wrestlers, and a lot of them will say, "Oh, oh yeah, I, I love interacting with the fans." Yeah, especially in this age of social media. Yeah, when they hadn't done it before. Lanny was doing that before social media was even a construct, and Lanny took to social media like a duck to water, and coming from the wrestling background that I do, and, and, you know, being friends, and I'm using air quotes here, with a a bunch of them is is, is an awesome feeling, Even if you never interact with them through the platform whatsoever. Lanny was different. Not only was I fortunate enough to be one of his Facebook friends, and not his followers. And, And I'm sorry, that's a really petty indistinction here between follower and friend. But with famous people, it's a matter of who gets there first. Um, but, you know, it's like, oh, this is awesome. It's a genius. It's the poet laureate of the WWF. All right. Lonnie went out of his way to interact with the fans, especially when he didn't have to. And,. He will he will forever in my mind be the most personally profound loss in pro wrestling only because Lanny took the time out of his schedule to send me personal birthday Greetings literally I, I I've never seen any wrestler do that uh, you know for, for for an amount of money, let alone free and I still I still have the pictures, but the, all the greetings he had he sent me uh, included pictures of Randy Savage. Looking very, you know, contemplative. And... That just... It just... It made made these birthdays... These last... Five, six birthdays... Just that much more... That much more special. Because... I had the pleasure of knowing him not as, as more than a wrestler, but as a human being. I mean, we, we we and we could we could stand all we could talk all night about his career. Uh, you know, for first, you know, leaping, Lane pavo merely was um when he yeah when he didn't work for uh yeah his father um uh, believe it or not uh when he started wrestling in nineteen seventy four. He started before Randy um Uh was all South the NWA Atlantic Grand Prix, three different promotions in the seventies, uh, and then of course going to work for his father, Andy Lepafo, in ICW. Uh, he was a staple of Mid South uh, Continental Wrestling, and then the WWF is leaping Land. He threw frisbees, and if you were if you caught one and you were able to get uh, get to him, he would sign it. Wow. No questions asked. Uh, and he would usually say, Two Sons Great Catch. Love Leaping Lonnie Papo. Um, and of course, most of us probably know him as the genius, the manager of talent like. Uh, Mr. Perfect, uh, the Beverly Brothers, and I'm I'm sure there's a couple of others that I'm leaving out. The most interesting statistic about his career, about Lenny's career, is in a time where he, what wait, where. where Hulk Hogan had lost one match between, yeah, you know, December nineteen eighty four, and this moment, which is which is November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty nine. Um, he has the distinction of, of being one of two men who defeated Hulk Hogan on WWF television in the eighties,
1: which is, uh, an incredible feat.
2: Um, a- absolutely. I mean, it, it was by a count-out, and, uh, believe it or not, believe it or not, it's the, um, it's the segment that, that resulted in the, at least, the belt that would be the inspiration for the WWF Hardcore Championship. Okay. Because that, that was the night they destroyed the belt. Oh,
1: yeah, but, um, Mr. Puppet,
2: um, and of course, uh, he would, he would make the odd, app- uh, yeah, not odd appearance, but, uh, uh, constant appearances, um, on independent circuits. He even competed in a couple of house show matches. For the WWF in 1994. Oh wow. Um. There was. Um. Here's something. A lot of people probably didn't know. Everybody remembers. Well. Everybody who remembers. Randy Savage and Gorgeous George. Uh, well, what if I told you that Gorgeous George was originally intended to be Lanny Papa?
1: Mm.
2: Yep. It was, uh, that's a weird, weird thing, but I, 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 I can't imagine how wrestling would have turned out had that happened. Oh man. Uh there's uh he he's he made uh a, a number of appearances uh for Ring of Honor uh in uh twenty eighteen. Uh accompanying accompanying Jay Lethal when he, Jay Lethal was doing Black Machismo. Uh that's right. And of course,
1: and
2: of course, um, I believe that was at all, uh, all in. Yep. Yep. Uh, and of course, he inducted Randy Savage into the to uh WWE Hall of Fame uh in 2015. Um. Other, other than that, he was—he's he, got a—he had a number of books published. Wrestling with rhyme, uh, uh, he actually has—he uh, published a book full of lyrics that were anti-smoking. Um, he was—he was a constant uh, player on. Tony Little's infomercials. Uh, he was also a certified credit counselor and motivational speaker. Um, and in 2018, uh, he had his he has his own biographical comic or manga, depending on who you ask. Uh, published by Squared Circle Comics, titled "The Genius Lenny Papo. Uh, and, of course, over the last number of years, he did what nearly every uh, pro wrestling uh, you know, personality did and started a podcast, The Genius Cast. Um, 20, uh, that, that went 20 episodes. Uh, Jim Duggan, Terry Funk, uh, Ty Food, Sean Wallman, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Nick Dinsmore. Just name a few, um, and it's it's just. I'm, I'm 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 gonna miss him as, as we all are.
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, Clicker, you have any uh memories or of uh, of uh, the genius Lenny Bravo or anything you wanna show about him?
0: Man, how are you going to expect me to follow that?
2: <laughs> you know, I wasn't planning on speaking so much, but it got away from me again. Maybe, next time you start with, can we go?
0: Uh, But, I mean, that's that pretty much a exactly. calculate. But you know what's funny about that, though, is like, even though you name all those accolades... He was more concerned about his brother getting the recognition in the Hall of Fame than he was. Yep. And that tells you more about him than anything.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Hopefully, we'll get a, a genius introduction maybe this year at WrestleMania. Considering nobody uh, is is on the the circuit to be in the Hall of Fame as of right now. Um. But that's another conversation for another time. Um. And of course, um, dots and prayers go out to the family, uh, the friends and family of Lenny, um, and our deepest condolences as well. Alright, um, you know, just going to try and, um, like we always do on Wrestling with, get your uh, mind off things, uh, crack a couple jokes, and, uh, get into things, uh, that happened in the wrestling world this week. Uh, we'll be covering uh, all things Royal Rumble a little bit later. Um, but let's start with um, probably the biggest bit of news that happened this um, this week. Uh, Kota Ibushi, no longer with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Kaliko, what does this mean? The Golden Lovers?
0: Question mark? That's the only thing I think. Of. Um, he is going to be at the uh, what is it? The Bloodsport. He's at Bloodsport. He's at Mania weekend, so he's open. So the the demand's going to be high, but it's just a matter of where. It, it, the question is, he's been gone so long. It, is he the hot commodity that was that he was ten years ago? Not even ten years ago, like. Eight years ago. Yeah, two years ago. So, I think AEW will pick him up, I think, because that's the only people that I think have the capability to try to use him.
2: Unless he he goes back to Impact and resumes his gimmick there.
0: I don't see it. What was
1: his gimmick in uh, Impact?
2: I think he. I think he was just going by. He was either just going by Ibushi or just Kota,
1: hmm.
2: and, and he and he was part of like. I think I think he was with DJZ Did he eye on in that group. Wow, I have no recollection of that. Yeah, it, it was like he he was a, he was in uh, TNA at the same time, I believe, as Tony Hmm. Oh.
1: What you know? It it just seems like they invested. uh New Japan did uh, invested a lot of time and effort and money into Kota Busi. They gave him the double championship. He was the first uh, uh world heavyweight champion. And personally, I don't think Kota necessarily lived up to the hype that they were putting behind him. Um. And then just a series—it feels like a series of injuries and illnesses—just plagued him during that run. Was Kaliko, oh. and we talked about this. Was that run just snake bitten, or was Kota just not able to be the face of the company? Oh,
2: I'm, I, by the way, I'm—I I'm, was confusing Ibushi with Okada. Okada was the
0: one who was in TNA.
1: He was, uh, yeah, kind like. had to,
0: yeah, he was some old Joe's little psychic. But uh, um, it, it can be both because, I, you know what's crazy? Because, uh, and and I'm, just follow me here, I'm going to tie it back. Sami Zayn did an interview where he said that he could be the champion, but he couldn't be the face, right? So, circle that back. Kota Ibushi could be a champion, but he couldn't be the face because the problem was he was just a player in Okada's world. Because think about it, Okada's been the face of New Japan since twenty eleven. Um, you can
1: make
0: you can make the argument. I
1: gonna feel like go uh, for in fourteen or. 14. Uh, 14 or 15.
2: Well, now nah, Ibushi was in the cruiserweight classic, right? So, so I think I gotta I gotta agree with kaliko on that one. But you know, if
1: you look at that time period. which was very wonky. If we're being honest, it was during the pandemic. Okano in that two year span was never in the title picture. So I mean it wasn't like, okay, uh, um, Kodobusi's the champion, but what about Okada? Okada wasn't really doing anything.
0: But, but that's, that was by design, and if you couldn't take advantage then, you never would. Because think about Jay White, took advantage. So, Takake uh, took
1: advantage uh, Naito took advantage. But, I mean, uh, Naito was arguably the the biggest name in the company. Or <laughs> uh, even ahead of um Okada in the minds of the crowd. But uh it seemed uh, um Takake was the champion, he strung the, cha- uh, the company on his back because literally nobody else was available to take it from him. And, you know, say what you will about the run, he he did the best he could with what was given to him. But, you know, obviously we're talking about Kodobushi, um the possibility of him going to AEW does Koda Bushi do well in an AEW? It's good.
0: I mean, the only reason he would go is on Koda, right? I mean, Omega.
1: And as far as I know, things don't necessarily end great between them, personally or professionally. But, uh,. <clears throat>
2: I'm sure, I'm sure Kenny wouldn't mind saying bye bye bye. Uh <coughs> that's a double entendre. Um That would a would a bougie get lost in the AEW fold.
1: Can somebody who doesn't speak English and doesn't really seem to have a desire to speak English? I I would imagine so.
2: I have a, I really think he he would get lost playing second fiddle to an American. I think he would basically be uh, Tekesha. You could probably interchange uh, Tekesha with Ibushi and no one would realize it. Well, I mean, Tekesha, I feel
1: like he's Trying to make an effort to learn the language, so he can have common rivalries?
2: Yeah, yes, but get is playing second fiddle to Brian Danielson. I Which mean, is
1: bad because he's not even a part of his faction.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean. I I would like to see Ibushi do something like the Nightmare Tour, where he goes around facing the opponents uh, he you know, always wanted to face,
1: like uh, Cody.
2: Like yeah, exactly like Cody. Exactly like uh, what. Uh, Cody did so I mean I believe you know Cody would allow Ibushi to at least wrestle a few matches one uh, one against Danielson um I don't know if I if I if if I would do Omega Ibushi on American soil Um, I might, I might, I would probably do a Bushy Hangman. Um,
1: a Bushy Moxley?
2: I would, I I would think a Bushy Moxley. Um, and I would also think.
1: Ibushi,
2: Darby. Hmm. And you have to pick like one or two lower, um... lower guys. Um... (laughs) Ibushi Danhausen, or Ibushi Cassidy.
1: Oh, God. Well, I wouldn't put it past them to put him against Cassidy, considering they dropped out, um um Shabata to Cassidy. So
2: um and then I would be interested in seeing either uh Ibushi Pack or Ooh. Ibushi Penta. Or even Ibushi Phoenix.
1: Any one of those scenarios sounds great.
2: Yeah.
1: Or maybe a rehash of um the young bucks and Ibushi I don't remember who they wrestled that all in. I, it was definitely Bandito on the other side. Uh,
2: it, it was... was it, wasn't it like... Wasn't it um, almost Rush and Bandito, or...?
1: It was definitely not Rush.
2: Rush. Uh, was it Ethan Page? No, uh... Was it, was it Lethal and Dut? No. Well,
1: I guess it don't matter. Um, but, I mean, they could rehash that match, um, considering they didn't have the time that they wanted at that time. Um, I'm, I'm not completely sure that Kota should go um, to AEW, but, I mean, the future uh, remains to be seen. Uh, uh,
2: they, oh, God. Oh, God. You know why you can't remember who's in that match? What? (laughs) Because it was it was
1: Bandito, Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio. Oh, okay then. Yep. Um, who could replace Rey Mysterio?
2: I say you know, take them all out, put in Death Triangle.
1: Hmm. That works too. Alright. Um Alright, uh going staying on AEW news. Um they announced that they will uh start trying. Um what are we in year four of AEW and they finally are doing live events? Uh is this long overdue?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't do that the first year before they got on TV, but I mean, that means the West Coast will get more dates, right? Because I feel like we only get like the Santa Claus schedule, so.
2: They're planning on airing these, uh, at least a number of these uh, touring events.
0: But they also got, like, too much talent to be just sitting in the back. They got to do something, right? Uh,
2: that means they can do what the WWE used to do. I mean, that's occupied twice as much territory in one day.
0: Yeah, the eighteen team
1: well, who would be on the A towns and the B towns? Because I mean, I could make the argument you could have Moxley on an A town and Jeff on a B town, or vice versa, on the same day. And yeah, they well, they, yeah, they, are, they they
2: they they wouldn't permanently be the part of the you know same uh, you know house show team every day. But yeah, yeah, you sw- you switch it up, you give them. You know seven to eight matches you you throw in some yeah you know, some highlights to you know, really get them talking and that's, that's a
1: anime.
2: I mean it's an it's an interest builder, especially if something important happens. And it's not, uh, you know, during a live event, house show, and it's not on television. Uh, I go back to the example of, uh, 1997, Madison Square Garden. What was it? It was 97. Uh, I was at the house show where Savio Vega turned heel. Okay. And, yeah, that's something that's something you never saw happen at a house show, ever.
1: What about the you house n- show, never... uh, Kevin Mass won the world championship for Bob Buckley?
2: <laughs> well, again, you know, that's, you know, one of the first. You never really saw Story get pushed at house shows. AEW has a chance to actually not only reinvigorate what a house show is, but they could reinvent it if they place as much importance on it, at least some of them, as, uh, you know, as, you know, Dynamite or, you know, any of the name Dynamites. I, I expect, you know, they, these to be like, uh, you know, any of the ones that on TV to be like Saturday Night, like a Saturday Night's Main Event or um, a Clash of the Champions.
0: Hmm. I mean, if they do it right, it would, here's what I would do, because considering that everyone kind of, wants to do the thing. Anyway, switch it up, uh, switch up the matches and the people in three-month increments. So it feels fresh. Because hmm, they have enough people on the roster to do that. They could switch it all up in three-month increments. So like do a three-month itinerary, right? Team A does this coast. Team B does this coast. Maybe you could get away with flip-flopping it, but maybe you could do, like, a, okay, a couple pieces here, a couple pieces there, flip-flop it, go back on tour. So that way, it's not like a uh, a stale thing.
2: See, usually, the, the, what the WWE would do is they would be both shows would be in the same state. They'd just, they'd just be in different cities.
1: Well, oh, Okay, so— if we're going on, you know, live events here, I feel like at the West Coast, any AEW would be good AEW. Um people are gonna buy tickets for that. But, you know, where they are the East Coast where they're heavily exposed and been giving dynamite after rampage after dynamite. What the East Coast crowd? Go to a live event where they know that nothing mm. is probably going to change. Well, considering, not, the next, um,
2: considering the next, considering the next New York show is the uh, for AEW is the first dynamite after WrestleMania. April fifth. Okay. Um. Yeah, they oh, they would go. They'd absolutely go. But then again, you have you, know, you have the you know you have the Grand Slam reserved for Arthur Ashe Stadium. So unless unless they can get in to either the Hammerstock Ballroom. Or Madison Square Garden, I would I would expect them to stay away from New York City, uh, Long Island. There are probably a bunch of other smaller venues AEW could take advantage of that the WWE would, would never think to anymore. Like, you're, I mean. My god, the Manhattan Center.
1: Oh, wow. was
2: a, was a tiny, tiny fucking place. <laughs> Except, like, three rows of, like, ringside seats, and the rest were bleachers, uh, you know, facing, you know, the TV camera. I mean, the uh, wrestlers made their entrance, they took two steps they were in the ring already. <laughs>
1: Let go uh people buying a ticket just to see AEW or do specific people need to be on these cards for them to sell? Uh I
0: think the first I think the first year it would be just AEW because it's so rare that they go anywhere, right? I think this is better for those mid those Midwest towns because those flyover towns. You know, because like you've never seen AEW in a Memphis, Tennessee, which is a like wrestling history. Goddamn, you know what I mean? Right. Or you see what I'm saying? Uh, like a Memphis, Tennessee, a Little Rock, Arkansas, a maybe even Detroit. They don't really go to Detroit. Love Texas. Love Texas. Yep. Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Denver, oh Colorado. God. Oklahoma City. You see what I'm saying? Like, cities have got mad people, but they don't go there because they're always either in fucking Chicago, Florida, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, D.C. Like, the East Coast, it's on lock, but they need to venture into the Southeast, Atlanta, um, Charlotte, um, Indianapolis uh, Lexington, Phoenix, uh, fucking, I, see, I'm just, that's just off the top of my head that I know that it, Salt Lake City, you know Is what I'm saying, right, like,
2: Cedar Rapids,
0: Cedar Rapids, like, those spots, spots where people can drive to be. Columbus, oh, Cleveland, so I mean, they've been to Cleveland, but. At least we're not Detroit.
1: And it's a good test run, and I wasn't thinking of this before, it is a good test run of if they do well in those cities, we could bring Dynamite and Rampage there. And, you know, we know, uh, we'll kind of find out where are we hitting the mark, where are we, where is AEW doing well? Because it can't just be the East Coast where people watch AEW. Right. I mean, the shows here in Los Angeles on the East West Coast did very well because we don't get them as often. I
2: I think this would also kind of have to make Rampage two hours for... And they would have to do Rampage live. I think, you know, they do... Let's say, let's say, like, you know, they, they do, and now we, we kind of have a, that way we kind of have a brand split, but we don't, but there are certain stories going on on Dynamite, certain stories going on Rampage, so you can do a, you know, a house show with Dynamite, you know, wrestlers and the, their stories, and do and broadcast a live Rampage, and then, then do the same, the following Wednesday with Dynamite and, you know, Rampage. And then, you know, do, you know, two, two, house show, two house shows per, you know, team. So, you know, four house shows uh, a week. Have them, you know, have them work on. A Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, (laughs) Sunday style. And have them get, you know, at least those two days off. And then, you know, a day off in between. Hmm. All
1: Alright. Well, I think we'll put a pin in this for the time being. Um... A little bit of news, um, from the WWE side. We're getting the cinnamon toast crunch match at WrestleMania.
2: Hmm. Oh, by the way, I have um, I have a bottle of pitch black here.
1: Oh, congratulations!
2: Yeah, I uh, I, I can only find the zero sugar version.
1: So basically, the match that we saw. Um, well, I
2: also I also found the um the the uh, amp energy version of Pitch Black. So, um,
1: so now we get the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. Are you excited, Kalika? At WrestleMania.
0: I mean, I eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I don't mean that I wanted a match, but uh, um. It depends on who it is, cause I don't know what the Cause that sounds like some Johnny Knoxville type shit, some yeah. fluffy shit. Fluffy's gonna be in the cinnamon toast crunch match.
2: Well, well, you
0: know, I really think
2: it, it, it should be a Rice Krispies match. I mean, would you listen to that snap, crackle, and pop?
1: Oh, that's too easy.
0: I mean, oh, did you know they changed the Chococo Krispies mascot? Oh, I mean, he, yeah, he, had, he has
2: been told
1: the Yeah, it's an elephant
2: now. What the fuck? I didn't even realize they changed it to an elephant. I thought they just made it uh snap, crackle, and fuck you. Uh, yes, because my Rice Krispies say snap, crackle, go fuck yourself.
0: I mean, if they're going to do a serious sponsored match, it should have been just the Bootios when it was poppin'.
2: I mean, you get a, you know, um, ooh, ooh, <sighs> you do another match, <laughs> you, you, you do a match between, God, um, let's see, uh, you do a, ma- you do a rematch between Goldberg and The Undertaker, and it's sponsored by All Brand.
1: Oh, God. It's <laughs> oh. <coughs> you know cereal for old people. Thank you for even bringing up This is under people.
2: I, I, I'm trying to think of old people. <laughs> Who really shouldn't be a anymore and are probably not very regular.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> What was the right, you I right mean, right. wouldn't
0: that be wouldn't wouldn't that be like the cream of wheat match? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if this was a couple of years ago, we could
2: have like said, all right, what are we getting our Andrew Mondale versus Uncle Ben match?
1: Who's uh, the, the uh, uh what was it um, and wheat uh cream of wheat, the the guy that's on there?
2: Uh. He never had a name. He was just Cream of Wheat guy. Yeah, he never had a name, me. You're,
1: you're,
2: you're, just... you're, you're, you're the <laughs> Uncle Ben. <laughs> Uncle
1: no. Ben. No, that guy on the Cream of Wheat versus Uncle Howdy. Or do you mean the
2: Quaker Oats guy?
1: The Quaker Oats guy, thank you. The Quaker Oats guy wasn't... Di-
0: guy. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Quaker Oats guy on the boxer, or the dude that used to do the Quaker Oats commercial?
2: Or, or yeah, the dude that looks like uh, you know, George Washington.
0: <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They'll be all the people. I mean, we, we can
2: just bring back, you know, the KFC Colonel Rumble.
1: So we would have a match with Shawn Michaels and Reba McIntyre in it.
2: And Ric Flair. Oh,
1: God. remember he
2: won that one, and that that that's listed as an official Royal Rumble match.
1: Oh God, really?
2: Yep. Wikipedia wouldn't lie.
1: <laughs> Depending on who's editing it. Oh God. I just feel like um, Seth Rollins yeah. vs Logan Paul is going to be the cinnamon toast crunch match. I don't know why, but I feel no, like that's th- the way th- we're heading.
2: No, I think I think we're heading towards Logan Paul ricochet now.
1: Um, from the what I've seen on Raw and SmackDown as of late, it just seems like they're going Rollins Paul.
2: Uh, and may- maybe they- maybe they'll do Rollins against uh, yeah, you know, the Allstate guy. Pay- I mean, no, no AEW Pace should, Pace should Pace actually Pace? A- AEW should actually do that. Get the Allstate guy, get Dennis Haybert, and put him in a match with John Foxley because Moxley uses Wild Thing, and that was
1: Rick Vaughn's thing in Major League. I think this is a good place to re- conclude the news.
2: Everybody knows my name. It's Guy from Waiting to Exhale.
0: They got his car burnt. Yeah, I remember that.
1: And now a quick word from our sponsors, Mabu So,
2: Rogue Energy, the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, whether it be juices, shakes, smoothies. And everything else in between their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus, ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink it anytime. You're thirsty. And their shake formula is so delicious. Who doesn't love a cookies and cream, zero-calorie, Energy Milkshake. First and foremost, they've designed every Rogue product line with performance and effectiveness in mind. It is critical that you look at the nutrition panels of drinks when comparing options. There are countless off-brands out there that are presenting low-quality, poorly-dosed formulas that amount to expensive caffeine water. Every formula they produce is designed with optimal levels of high-quality ingredients. Additionally, you won't find a powdered gaming drink brand that dissolves better. No need to have chalky textures in your drink. Their taste profiles are un- Matt, specifically designed for gamers, athletes, students, entrepreneurs, people with hectic schedules, individuals with low energy, podcasters who can't shut up, people who are health conscious, and so much more. Great as both a pre-workout and as a coffee energy drink replacement. Specifically designed every Rogue product line to be the best gaming drink on the planet. Rogue energy, more energy, more focus,
1: more wit. Use promo code WRESTLING-E for 10% off your next purchase. And we are wrestling with... WWE Royal Rumble. It was uh, last Saturday. Uh, It took place in San Antonio, Texas at the Alamo Dome. Um, Attendance was 51,338. Um, was this the best Royal Rumble in the whole wide world? Probably not. I know a lot of people were shitting on it because, oh, it was too predictable of who was gonna win. People been waiting for people have been waiting for Cody Rhodes to win this match for six months, and he actually does it, and people are upset about it. Like, come on.
2: Well, no nobody expected Sammy to actually come out looking like he could actually be the one who beats Roman. And, and the fact that it, the fact that we have Jay now mixed up in this is that Jay's story hasn't been Jay's story all along. Right. But we'll get to that. We'll get into that.
1: Uh, but you know, overall was it predictable? Yes. Was it bad predictable? No. I enjoyed the show. Um again, it's not a um a, a Royal we'll be talking about for years mm-hmm. to come, but yeah. it was definitely I, I mean a way to kill four hours.
2: I, I think I think the thing that people are upset most about is uh the fact that the winner was number 30 again. Um, The fact that uh, number one and two were in there at the end again. uh, You know, there's a I, I think people they just want more of they really want more of the random element yeah, to to, to to be a parent.
1: Well what did you think of the the show as a whole? It was it was interesting.
2: I'm I'm really surprised they uh they did the men's first um, kinda made everybody think. Holy shit, Rock's showing up tonight. Um, I mean, it, this has been the this has been the lo- their longest pay per view, I think since WrestleMania thirty three. Hmm. Uh, I mean, over four hours.
1: Hopefully that's another trend that will continue. Uh, But what did you think of this show as a whole, Khalifa?
0: Where to start? Um, Let me start with this. People complaining about the prediction. Stop reading dirt sheets. Simple as that. Like, th- there's a reason you know you could choose to read it or not. I mean, d- did Daniel? Br- did everyone know in New Orleans knowing Daniel Bryan was winning the title takes away the joy of Daniel Bryan winning the title, right? Like, to, to, to me, you can know the outcome, but I care more about how you get to the outcome. Now. How we got to the outcome is different because Cody coming in at 30, I get it, injury, don't want to fuck it up, got it. But some stories that were, some seeds that were planted in that rumble was really, really good. Like, they could go several different ways that I've seen, right? And plus they went the mail first because Brock don't get paid by the hour, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> but, uh... But but Lashley getting eliminated by Lesnar and that look on his face alone being a meme is just enough, right? Um, The show, to me, it got me invested. It got me invested in the mania because everything went the way it was supposed to go. That's the whole point. Like, you don't really want to swerve it. it. You just care about how they got there, right? Cody got there by being 30. Fine. Um, Gunther had a hell of a performance, which to me, okay, that's awesome. Um, Rollins is in a little shuffle trying to figure out what he's going to do with Mania. That's fine. He could go Logan Paul. Logan Paul go with Ricochet. Ashton uh, the Theory still needs a fucking opponent because he's yelling the champ is here. It, it, it set up different roadmaps that they could go with, right? Um, the women's match was probably the... That was the most surprising. Everyone probably thought Rhea was going to win, but they didn't think she was going to win from one, right? Like, and the fact that that uh, it was mostly, like, the one thing I liked about it is it didn't depend on nostalgia, it actually got people who were supposed to be in the Rumble in the Rumble and they served a purpose, right? With the exception of maybe like a Corbin or whatever the case may be, right? Um, that's what I liked about the Rumble. Everyone had a, a reason to be in it, and it wasn't just like cheap pop of Jeff Jarrett, no, no, no shade Jeff Jarrett. Um, so to me, it got me hooked. And got me ready for it because it's like okay, now we're gonna see how the card really builds. Because keep in mind, after the chamber, there's no more pay per views, so it's just straight story mode. Right. So that, which is a big difference, which is what we've been clamoring for in the first place, because we felt fast lane was kind of like a pseudo predictor to mania.
2: What? Right. Um, uh, I mean, but yeah, considering that, yeah the chamber matches really only affect one WrestleMania match. Now, uh, and then that's, you know, who Bianca's facing. Um, it... I mean, there's honestly... There's really not a reason to watch Elimination Chamber. really think about it, oh great, they're doing an Elimination Chamber for the U.S. title. Whoop-dee. Why should I care?
1: Because Sami Zayn is wrestling Roman on that show. And you yeah, want yes, uh, to yes. see the next, you know, arc of the storyline.
2: Yes, but the event is called Elimination Chamber. Okay. You, 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 don't, you, you don't have a Royal Rumble and say, oh, the winner gets to shot the Intercontinental title.
1: Well, that's what Dawson Deary said with the Money in the Bank this year.
2: Because nobody w- would buy him actually stealing both titles from Roman. They w- They wouldn't be sure which title he would challenge for. All
1: right, well, let's get into it. Cody Rhodes won the men's uh, Royal Rumble match um, in a one hour, 11 minutes, and 42 seconds. Uh, Personally, not the most, you know, all-inspiring Royal Rumble match, but I don't feel Mm -hmm. like the last two, three years of the Royal Rumble has been all that, you know... You know, memorable. the The Royal Rumble match itself be memorable, but the matches under the card have been. Um, like Kaliko said, it's off its purpose. We've been what we've been reporting that Cody Rhodes was going to win this match since June. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, I was satisfied with the outcome. Um, Scooter?
2: Yeah. It, it was uh, it, it was a satisfying outcome. I will say this I kind of went oh shit when edge's music hit
1: because
2: cool. <laughs> I'm thinking oh great <laughs> but I mean, yeah you know, all, all the previous Royal Rumble winners. In, in in this match really got kinda of done dirty. Except except for except for maybe Sheamus. In what way? Meaning they spent less time reminding everybody why they're former Royal Rumble winners. Hmm. Yeah, Brock eliminates, you know, three people, but he also gets thrown out in three minutes.
1: He's not paid by the hour, Scooter.
2: No, he's not paid by the minute, either.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he's paid paid for just being there. He gets perfect attendance.
2: I mean, I kind of... Kind of... Having... Lastly come out right after Brock... That's a that's a, you know, a bit too, like, on the nose. I mean, I, I would have loved, you know, I mean, how, how how much, how much Brock Gunther did we get? Like, maybe a minute or so?
1: Seconds.
2: A couple of, su- like, one or two suplexes? Uh... I mean I mean yeah I get your point. I, I see it. But I see I see the logic in in picking who uh you know was the you know the final person in the room with Cody. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Go there, the former Walter, uh, Cody wanted him to be one of his opponents on the Nightmare Tour.
1: I don't remember.
2: Um, and uh, because Walter was... Uh, as that was happening, Walter was becoming more part of Evolve... And then, you know, part of NXT UK, it just, you know, kind of didn't happen. Uh, it's also the Alamo Dome, so they're kind of, they're trying to top, you know, their you know, the previous, you know, rumbles at the Alamo Dome. Keep in mind, it's the fourth Rumble in San Antonio! but only the third in uh, uh, the Alamo Dome, because I believe uh, 2017 was in the AT&T Center.
1: No, that was... Um, or was it
2: 2007?
1: Probably 2007.
2: It was in yeah, 2007. Yeah, the Undertaker winning... What uh, Undertaker Shawn Michaels, that was not the Alamo Dome, that was the AT&T Center. Yeah.
1: What say you, Calico? What was your thought on this match?
0: Personally, I like the order. I like the order, okay. Cause you wanna know why? Cause it built on top of each other, right? Like, like Lesnar coming out, and it was like, oh, like oh, oh. I think the order was. Correct me if I'm wrong. That order, when it was Braun, Lesnar, Braun, Lesnar, Lashley, then Dominic, (laughs) it was like a little crescendo. It was like a physical, like Walter started off, made it physical. And then every person, with the exception of maybe one or two, just made it way more physical. And you just knew it was like, oh shit, oh shit. Oh shit, it was like, uh oh, somebody about to get yoked. So somebody got to get their ass beat, right? It was like a gang of people, and it was like, who's going to be the one to get their ass whooped right around here, right? Especially when Lashley and Lesnar came up, because they're back, kind of like, okay. Then he gets eliminated, and it's like, oh shit. Sheamus and McIntyre were there a long fucking time. See, McIntyre is the only Royal Rumble winner who didn't get done that dirty. Uh, um,
2: by the way, 2017 was the Alamo
0: Dome. That's, that's 2007 that. was the at Center, also. Oh, uh, yeah, 2017 was the Alamo Dome, because remember they had the scooter that he used to, like, ride... <laughs> they, had, they had the scooter he used to ride out. Uh, the order was good. Um, the people that get, needed to shine got shine, like Dominic Mysterio, because I think this... Gave him a little bit of credibility um, in the sense that he, he could uh, hang, right? That's what I'm saying. It, it gave him the credibility he could hang. And considering that he was the last member of Judgment Day to be eliminated.
1: Right.
0: So, build up could possibly. Um, I'm trying to think of who else, uh, people that had a good outing. Uh, Logan Paul. I mean, he, for him, it's impressive. Although I think that ricochet spot was a monkey monkey spot, but everything else kind of told what it was submit did what it was supposed to do. Like I said, it, it, it everything was meant, everything fitted for its purpose in that match. It wasn't an elimination that happened where you was like, well, what the fuck was that for, right? What, like, you see what I'm saying? So that's that's where I think it was a good Royal Rumble because the elimination. Who Who got eliminated? By whom made sense? Here's
2: um, any just big statistic. Um, one two three four. Uh, the one two three five six seven eight. Uh, five of the final uh five of the eight superstars that got uh more than one elimination were former royal rumble winners uh Co- uh gunther and Cody both had five
1: hmm. <laughs> Uh, clicker mentioned, you know, the Logan sp- uh, Paul ricochet spot, which I thought was one of the highlights of the match. I like personally, I liked it. um And you know, people saying Cody was a predictable win, obviously, but who was else was going to win the match? And if they won the match, would you? Wouldn't you have said, "What the fuck? Cody didn't win," right?
0: Yeah, that's why we're fickle. We're fickle. We'll we'll get pissed at something being too predictable, and then when it doesn't happen, we'll be pissed that it didn't happen.
1: Scooter, how many stars do you give the match?
0: I
2: I will give it. I'll give it four, only because on. Because on NXT last Tuesday, Vic says to Booker, Okay Booker, what's your what number did you draw? And Booker plays it off like, Nah man, I'm not in the match. And then (laughs) Sokka! (laughs) Alright, uh Calico, how
1: many scores did you have the match?
0: I agree. It's a four. It, it's a solid four. It did what it's supposed to do. It served its purpose. Everything had a rhyme and reason with it. It wasn't helter-skelter. It was literally textbook and you can't get mad at something that's supposed to happen.
1: I give it a dream. And like everybody else said, it, what happened was supposed to happen and that was um But not Everything that happened was as memorable as maybe it should have been. Or at least maybe the participants were. Alright, that brings us to our next match. Um, The Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeated L.A. Knight in 5 minutes and 5 seconds. Um, And there was uh, an appearance by Uncle Howdy. Yeah. Uh, so uh yeah first time match you don't really know what to expect and...
2: <laughs> i mean i swear to god i hope people wash their hands <laughs> who are sitting you know like because i mean because hey i they got that lumen out if you got you know blood or semen on your hands you're uh, um. By the way, uh, Bray Wyatt was not covered in any sort of paint.
1: It was a mask.
2: No, no. I mean, you're you, you're ruining the joke, James. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's,
1: uh, that's a, a semen joke. Okay. Cool. I that mean, uh,
2: good. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I would have looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. I'm surprised, uh, I'm surprised Ellie Knight looks so clean. (laughs) Alright,
1: um, honestly, not knowing what to expect of this match, so not having big expectations, I actually really enjoyed this match. It was uh, kind of like, um, neon bowling, but with wrestling, and
2: I, uh, uh, I, I used to play Dark Light Pool. Uh, at my local uh, pool hall, they had they had one table downstairs set up, and you know, for black light billiards. And that that's what this was.
1: Honestly, I got it all. I got for a, for a company that's literally done everything in WWE. I've never seen this before, and I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't See, <laughs> too long either. It
2: was... Hmm. It did what it needed to do. But what's it? See, what, but one... Uh, that's kind of a... That's kind of been a little bit of a tendency with Bray Wyatt and Royal Rumble matches. Um, but... You know, for, for a fact that this was a match that was like... That was sponsored. I'm really surprised there was no Mountain Dew used in this match.
1: But that would have just been tacky.
2: I mean, tacky as, you know, Cody taking a sip at the press conference and saying, hmm, it's fantastic. It's the first time I've had sugar in three months.
1: No, that's just being good to your sponsors.
2: I mean, God, it's not like they have other flavors. Hold on, let me take a sip of my Mountain Dew Major Melon.
1: I mean, did you want Dray Wyatt to have a Mountain Dew pitch black tattooed on his ass?
2: No, I wanted wanted two of the women to compete in the first ever Mountain Dew Major Melons match.
1: I feel like that's something they do on AEW.
2: No, I I feel that's something Harvey Weinstein does. Ah. And we're cancelled.
1: Please send your hate tweets to at or Dust. Anything that he says on this uh, on this show is approved by of Games. of Wrestling, wrestling with
2: Is yes, is approved by Wrestling with Entertainment. Thank you.
1: So you wanted them to shower each other in Dew, being
2: like just, I, and not undo. I'm just. I'm. I'm surprised. Like. He didn't, like pour it on himself and do like a, this you know in like the, the nineteen eighty nine Batman, where Vicky Vale throws water in his face in the Joker's face. He goes, "Ah, it burns!" It burns. He just looks at it and just laughs. Yes. The question is, okay, we had uh, where uh, where i mean wait where where is you know, i guess if we have uncle hattie do we have auntie goodbye or uh Did you, you know
1: hattie howdy? Howdy, howdy. Uh, like howdy
2: hattie howdy, piper
1: <laughs> i think that's Ronda Rousey. oh what say you calico what was your thoughts on the
0: match? Highlight of the night, finding out that the green guy's shirt glows.
1: <laughs>
0: I was like, "Wait a minute, his shirt's good? Like, what the fuck?"
2: I, I mean, also, who do you think? Was, howdy, here.
1: Wasn't it Bo Dallas?
2: I mean, I don't remember Bo Dallas ever doing a spot like that.
1: I
0: mean, unless Bo Dallas got some real estate to sell you, then yeah.
1: You know, I'm not entirely sure if it, if it's true or not, or if it was just a shit post or whatever. People did see Jeff Hardy coming into uh, Texas that day.
2: I, I doubt that was Jeff Hardy. I still I still think it's Cameron Grimes.
0: I mean, it looked like the shit he would do, but no.
2: And considering Cameron Grimes was trained by the Hardys.
1: Oh, that's true. But, uh, when you hear uh, Howdy's laugh, you could make up a, a connection between the Bo Dallas laugh and the Howdy laugh. And I think that that's one of the reasons he's, he does that laugh. Oh, Howdy, Howdy, Howdy. Um,
0: so you saying you just need to bow that it's Bo?
1: I need to Lee but it's Bo. You um,
2: will leave me the hell alone.
1: What was uh, that one time in NXT, he gave us cookies. And we ate the cookies. Mrs. uh, Bubba Mrs. Field? sponsored us, will sponsor a match going forward. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs>
1: Alright, um, Scooter, how many spots do you get this match? The Mountain Dew. This match is sponsored by Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Do the do.
2: This rating is sponsored by my middle finger. One. Oh, one star? One star.
1: Calico, how many stars did you give this?
0: Two just because the green guy's shirt glowed. I was like, damn, I didn't know it. It served a purpose. I mean, he got all those free tickets, so at least he got something.
1: I like the match. I give it three and a half. That brings us to our next match. Bianca Belair defeated Alexa Bliss. Um for the raw WWE Raw Women's Championship in 7 minutes and 35 seconds. Um, to say this match had no place on the card is an understatement. It was just your generic match that didn't do anything for either goal. It could have been on it this, uh, this card. It could have not. I don't think people would have cared one way or the other. Um, Scooter, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, it is. It really could have been a lot better, but they 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 really cut a lot. I it, it seems like they cut a lot of time from you know the actual matches for. Actual story. Which is not a bad thing.
1: Would you say that uh, the um the tribal court just went too uh too long that they had to cut this match short? Or was this uh, WWE's way of saying uh uh hey Nikki and Brie Bella, fuck you uh.
0: Kaliko, what did you think about the match? <laughs> um, Alexa, I mean, it just served a purpose to bring Alexa home. That's basically what it did. One step closer to coming home. The question is, is though, who who the fuck is going to be? Yaka's going to face. The last four
2: women eliminated from the Rumble are in the chamber match uh, along with Natalia and another uh, theme competitor to be decided.
0: Well, not Natalia. Okay. Uh,
1: so that leaves us four people. So just the four people. Whoever, which is Asuka, uh, live. Oh,
2: uh, you know, I really, for some reason, I really thought. Oscar was doing a great Muda tribute until people started saying ah oh, she's back to being Kana. Oh yeah. Like ah. Oh. And there, there, there there's a little bit of there's a story element in this match that I'm kind I'm kind of a little peeved with
1: Bianca and uh No, no. no.
2: Oh God, no! Uh, oh no, no, no! I'm talking. No, never mind. I'm am ta- I'm, I'm skipping ahead. I'm a dingus. Uh, I'm. I'm thinking about the um, because we the Royal talking, rumble. Yeah, we started yeah. talking about the who's Bianca's opponent. Uh but no, this is uh, my comment is for the uh the, the women's rumble match.
1: All right, let's uh, get past this Bianca match, which 12 no purpose. Uh, right. give it two stars, and I'm being generous with that. Uh, Skudo, how mm. many stars? Uh, I,
2: I will, I will also give it two.
1: Kaliko.
0: Two, because it it didn't serve a purpose. No story to it. So.
1: All right. That brings us to our next match, Uh, Rhea Ripley won the uh, uh, Dirty Women uh, Royal Rumble uh, in one hour, one minute, and three seconds. Um, When You know, the only reason I knew Rhea Ripley was actually going to win this match was something that Coleco has been saying for the last three, four years of the trend. Uh, whoever wins the men for a Rumpel translates to who wins the women. Um, whether it was um, Becky and Seth, uh, Nakamura and Asuka, or Rhonda and uh, Lesnar. Um, What's the ahead, connection
0: man. between Cody and Rhea then? N-
1: number Redemption. And number
0: one. Uh, redemption. Uh, yeah, redemption in 31, but it's Redemption. Because because Rhea's going after Charlotte for redemption. Cody's going for Roman to get the belt for redemption for the family. Redemption is the theme.
1: Gotcha. No, um But uh I will say that I did call Rhea to win this match. She was my first pick. Um and honestly, I preferred the women's Royal Rumble match to the men. I thought the people that were in it made sense. I thought what they did went went on well. And I just enjoyed it a little bit more than the men. Uh, but what say you, Astrid?
2: I I liked it. Um, you know what? Unfortunately, we can't say about Rhea Ripley in this, in this victory, she not she wasn't any longer than Rey Mysterio! She wasn't? <laughs> no, Rey oh, yeah, was sixty sixty two 62 minutes and 12 seconds.
1: That's
2: right. You know, for future Fadon more. <sighs> The mommy for dummy um uh, a lot of my nXt uh, uh picks uh calls were there uh, Chelsea green was someone we really knew was co- was probably going to be in it. I didn't realize she was gonna get bushwhacker butched. <laughs> Just bushwhacked. I mean, uh, cool. <laughs> um, the fact that Michelle McCool was revealed that she didn't even realize
1: it. She wrestled in Uggs, the
2: boots. Uh, but uh, to me, that's the obvious indicator that she's going into the Hall of Fame. Is it? I think it is. Yeah. I think she's the she is the primary uh, you know f- female uh, marquee name for the Hall of Fame. Um and of course the return the the fact that somebody in production botched Nia Jax's entrance <laughs> I mean that's like I don't know if that was like a happy accident or just clever foreshadowing. Like I'm surprised like I'm surprised there wasn't a spot where she fell and said,
1: by hole <laughs> Oh well
2: David, I thought they would have had to brought
1: Lana back for that.
2: uh um uh the fact that uh, uh the fact that uh dew dropped off the earth uh
1: and she's uh a niven again
2: Hmm. Uh. The uh. Who Um. Hold on. I got the. I'm trying to remember the thing I was going to say. Uh. Yes. Uh. Liv Morgan, Oscar, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez are in uh the elimination chair match along with Natalya. Um. I think the last person in that is going to be uh, a blue. It, I believe it's going to be Piper. Um, the, oh, and the, the main problem I had was the ending of the match. Oscar. Rhea, Liv, they're on the apron. Hey, do you remember what Liv Morgan used to show us before every match? I don't
1: think we could talk about it before getting cancelled.
2: I'm talking about, of course, I can't. And the question I would ask, like, which Smurf did she blow this time? because she always had a blue tongue the, the fact that liv got a face full of blue mist and wasn't immune to it um kind kind of took me out and I'm like ah but Nobody realized that Rhea took Oscar out with a 619. Oh, that's right. Um, I and technically, also, uh, technically, Rey Mysterio was still in the uh men's rumble. Um, um, Technically, with that move, Rhea got back in the ring. And then back out to the apron through the middle rope, when you think about it.
1: And if her her foot hit the mat while she was inside the ring, that would make sense. But I don't think her feet ever touched.
2: It did one okay. at least did um, I I I'm not a fan of the I'm not a fan of the skin the cat elimination hmm. uh, especially from the apron and I, I it, it that would have made sense for live.
1: I, mean, I, it. Stuff.
2: <laughs> well, I I know, that's the point. But that doesn't make sense for Rhea. I mean, are, are, is it the fact like, okay, we're supposed to leave, she has really strong legs? Is it a metaphor for her grip on Dom? <laughs> it's... Like, ah, number one again, they're really trying to kill, they're really trying to kill the statistics.
1: I mean, it's not like they showed the statistics anymore.
2: Yeah. Which probably should have been our first clue. Yeah. Hey,
1: right, uh, Coleco, your thoughts on the match?
0: Actually, I I agree. It was pretty enjoyable. I will say that. Is it memorable though? That's the question. So, uh, to me, real winning made sense because it's cause who she picked, and that's why I told you there's a theme with these things. It, it's this year's theme was comeback. So it, it's comeback and redemption. She wants to come back for Charlotte because. Think about it. She had lost her way ever since she lost to Charlotte.
1: Right. And this is probably and, the best video we, uh, we've
0: seen in our WWE now. Exactly. And then Cody lost his way since he got fired. So... <laughs> so he's back. So that's it. So... But the, the back to the weapons match. It was an enjoyable one. I would say it was more enjoyable than the men's. That for sure to me. Because it was... It was the fact that they, the surprises they had made since, And then when Nia came in, which we all know I like Naya, but Naya came hey in, they all just like, get this bitch out.
1: <laughs>
0: I think, I, Night, I don't know Naya, if that was Naya like, is my Naya
2: is my bae.
0: That, I mean, it was like, get this whole out of here. Raquel um, had a good showing, Roxanne had a good showing.
1: No, wild.
0: No Gigi. Uh,
1: Obviously, she didn't do what she could have done for that cash. I suck a dick for a number in the rumble!
0: Yeah, I guess. She should have got 30 if that was okay. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty enjoyable, I will say. That. It feels a good one. It's solid. The right person won, because of who she picked and plus we didn't think who who would have had a been a credible winner right like that's the other part of it like it, it's only a handful of like I say it was Rhea's and maybe that's it Rhea and Bailey uh, yeah. uh, 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 Bailey
1: was my pick
0: Bailey was my pick to win. Because the only re- reason it makes sense for Bailey to win is Bailey went for Bianca. But I think Bailey's is going to be in the... Well, I think she's going to go to the chamber and fight Bianca and Mania.
2: Uh,
0: mm-hmm. no, no, no. I... I... Uh, I... You
2: know, I wouldn't be surprised if they did Bailey and Logan Paul against Seth and Becky.
1: Oh God, no, no, no! Um,
2: because I mean, yeah, yeah, we Becky and Bailey in a cage. Um, but what? What does it? It makes no sense for. Becky or Bailey to be uh, Bianca's uh, opponent uh, because Becky doesn't really cut it. Becky doesn't need that redemption.
1: No, she doesn't.
2: Bailey, she doesn't. Bailey, she in, in, in terms of story, news. it doesn't uh, make any sense for her to be that uh
0: redemption it Oh no redemption and comeback was just the theme for the Royal Rumble winners. Uh, not for the um, whole goddamn <laughs> I think I think it's
2: I think it's pro it's most likely going to be Asuka and Bianca. I mean I'd let, unless they do, unless somehow Rhonda gets in and it's Rhonda and
0: Bianca.
1: I'm just letting you know
0: if Asuka went, is facing Bianca, Bianca's done. Uh, here, here, here's the thing though Asuka is somebody that hasn't won the main event of WrestleMania.
1: So, I mean, she's looking for some type of redemption
2: as well. Here's the thing, though. We, We know that, you know, we're assuming that, you know, what's happening with Uncle Howdy and Alexa is because of Bray. What if it's because of Oscar?
1: You know, I—I I mean, there was tag team partners, so that would not make sense.
2: Yeah, that—that's—that's that's the conclusion I'm drawing here.
1: Well, I mean, now this is a hot take, one hundred percent. You got a story with possibly Alexa and Oscar. Um, you have to have something pertaining to Becky at Mania. You can't just leave her off the card. You have, uh, uh, Rhea and Charlotte.
2: See, he, here's... Do you here's...
1: Need, hold on. Do you need Bianca Belair to defend her title at WrestleMania?
2: And she, she's going to.
1: I mean, matches have been cut before.
2: Yeah, except the the Elimination Chamber. That I she the elimination chamber has been announced. the The winner yeah. will face Bianca.
0: Yeah, so she better
1: because and now she's, that, she's black. She's black Charlotte Flair. <laughs> so you're saying that her title, even if there, she doesn't have a significant opponent. Means more than a, maybe a quality story with maybe an Alexa Bliss and an Oscar.
2: I mean, I I can. I could even see it being Asuka and Alexa.
1: Triple threat? Yeah, I,
2: I could see maybe Alexa does something to Asuka before the chamber. Hmm. Um. But then again, then we get a winner and uh, the 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 other since the since Charlotte and Maria, Roman and Cody are being based so much on story then I would think they would do Raquel and Bianca just based on the match they could have. And the his, and the history that's there.
1: Is there any history though? Other than Ria Kellogg rem- buddies, I know.
2: Yeah, yep. uh do you remember when uh uh let's see uh Rhea became uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea, uh, uh, Bianca became Raw Women's Champion, and Raquel became NXT Women's Champion in the same weekend. They were all on NXT the following Tuesday.
0: Oh yeah, their own little champions, curtain Call, the next generation curtain Call.
1: Yeah, okay. all right. That's
0: right, they okay. did. I, I, but 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 I mean, if that was the case, they would have just hot shotted Raquel straight to it. Um, I, I mean, they I
1: mean, they they, nice.
2: I did they just, but they just also got done sacrificing Raquel to Rhonda in order to build Charlotte. True.
1: Sure.
2: So. That also kind of makes sense.
1: So Scooter, how many stars do you give the, uh, the women's Royal Rumble?
2: I'm making four and a half.
1: Kaliko?
0: Yeah, four and a half. Really good. I ain't gonna lie, really good. Great sequences too. Although my baby Naya, oh man, Naya and Emma, and fucking, it was, it was a fucking five, five, because it just the people who was in it Naya, Emma, fucking Oscar. It was, it was my dream, pretty much.
1: Are you, was you one of those people uh, camping out at the local pizza parlor <laughs> to get um, access to Naya Jackson's OnlyFans?
0: I don't have to do all that. I could just drive up the street to Carlsbad, homie.
1: I give it four and a half as well.
2: Well, Carlsbad's Cavern is uh, my nickname for Nia's... uh, Never mind. Um,
1: Next match, WWE Universal Undisputed. Championship match Roman Reigns defeated Kevin Owens In uh, 19 minutes And 15 seconds uh, The match was predictable So it wasn't e- It wasn't easy to invest In the match because you knew What was going to happen I think, But I think everybody was waiting For the aftermath anyway Which was You know the inevitable Sami Zayn turning On the bloodline The Bloodline 29, Sami Zayn. Um, Jay leaving the ring, considering he was the one that hated Sami the most and took it the hardest. Everything after the match, honestly, I felt was great shit. Um, Scooter, your thoughts.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Some of some of the best storytelling WWE's done in quite some time. Um, uh, I mean, considering that the three um, combined uh, the the three non-Rumble matches on this uh, on the card had a combined all of, just, just a little over thirty minutes. <laughs> for the, for the, um, you know, for the, for the singles matches, um.
1: I mean, we did, uh, we were, uh, given a special performance by, uh, Hardy. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, so, your reports are wrong. They, they didn't see Jeff Hardy getting, uh, Camino San Antonio. They saw Hardy. It could be... Jeff, howdy, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff, howdy,
1: yeah.
2: Um, you know, this this really, this really become is becoming a habit. Somebody who you never think really is going to be in, in the title picture Suddenly, the fans are behind them, and we're like, you know what? I think we might want to see this match more. But then, you, you take even more, rather, you put even more into it by having the the only man... In the bloodline, who was against Sammy being a part of it, being the one who attempts to redeem him. God damn it. Uh Um. And now the question becomes... Was this just a long gap in the story of Jey Uso?
1: Also,
2: I mean, why are you going to have one half of your longest reign taking champions? Just, just, you know, just peace out. Uh, it's like, okay, how do you expect the the, the uh, Jerry or Jay to be an effective tag team now? Um, yeah, you know, especially when. We really thought that it would be Sammy and KO against the Usos at Mania. Uh, I mean, unless they're unless they're pulling the Daniel Garcia. Oh, a squall. And Jay decides to, you know, yeah, you know, re uh, re dedicate himself to the bloodline, at which point could buy any further potential for a singles career. Because, yeah, I'm I'm getting the sense that that Jay wants to be around more than Jimmy does. And if there's going to be a breakout single star from the bloodline that's actually blood, then it clearly has to be Jay.
1: I think he proved that in, in his close rivalry with uh, Roman when he, you know, made him become, uh, when he made him acknowledge him at the beginning of all this.
0: Well, let's 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 reverse it. Jay wasn't really acknowledged by choice. It was acknowledged by force, if you remember, right?
1: Right.
0: Cause keep in mind he the hell in a sub match, he just lost and ended up just having to be there because after and Seeker came out and was like, yeah, trying to follow this guy. It wasn't because of... You see what I'm saying? What? And, and I think Jay... Because remember, Jimmy came back and was like, fuck it all. Jay was doing, just telling him, hey man, let's not cause no trouble because, you know, family's at this, and da that He never said, I wanted to. But then, when he saw the success, the success got to him. But I also could think think of this: when Sammy and Sammy's getting beat, he sees himself in Sammy.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Because remember,
1: the same he thing got beaten
0: exactly. Yeah. So now you see yourself. And somebody who you despised, and then all of a sudden you you go to bat for him. It it breaks a man. And Kim, and before we get to that storyline, I need to talk about that match because fucking that match was just brutal, bro. When you remember when Jay and Roman first fought, and I said it was about an ass whooping, it wasn't about the match. What? That's what that felt like. And when Roman threw K.O.'s head through the back of them steps, I, yeah. was, ugh, I was like, my, I, I damn near cut it off. I was like, bro, because I could feel my head hurting from that. <laughs> like, I was like, bro, like, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you can see yourself happening to you. You're like, oh, shit, no. So, so, the match itself wasn't about the title. It was about proving a point. And that was Roman's point of proving a point, remember? And every time he tried, this is the first time he tried to prove a point, he proved his point. But it was only because family got into it, and he was ruthless. This time, his arrogance got the best of him. And now, Sam, Sammy just Sammy, Sammy's up the bat. Now the question is, what's going to happen with James, Jimmy? That just because they he left doesn't mean that they have to function as a tag team. He could drop the titles. Because keep in mind, we did have a storyline in NXT in which they only had one person representing both tag titles.
1: Well, no, I I think it kind of becomes the freeboard rule in some sense, where maybe Solo could take over for uh, Jay. Oh, or, yeah.
2: or what if Jay decides he wants a different tag partner?
1: Oh, but it kind of... I kind of feel like if, if your name isn't Uso, then maybe you shouldn't be considered. I mean,
2: but considering that Sammy and. Was it Sammy and Jimmy?
0: Sammy and Jay teamed up. Oh
1: my god,
0: wow. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, the,
2: the, Uso's had a tag team uh, title defense. Uh, Jimmy, you know, it was the night of um, the night following tribal court. It was, a, it was a,
0: you know, last week. and Yeah, Jay and Sammy. Remember they did the 3D yeah, and that That's right.
2: Because I think that that was the last place Jay was expecting to actually have to actually find any belief in Sammy. So, with Jay and Sammy against Jimmy and Solo. And now, and now, we finally get, you know, Josh Uso. Josh Uso? Or John Uso. Another J name. So they can still be the Usos. (laughs) The Usos wrestling in Uso Fillinosi. So three Uso
0: so three Uso's and a fellow. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I hear uh, you got know, Ted Dance will star. Think you. Uh, you
1: he should. Alright, um, like I said, great shit. Um, how many uh, stars do you give the match? You know.
2: I will give it four for wrestling, I will give it five for storytelling.
1: I give the match itself three stars. You know, you know what? Four stars. I give the, the match itself four stars. I give the storyline after World's Five.
2: But... I mean, you gotta remember, when's the last time the WWE devoted this much time on a major four pay per view, by the way, to storytelling that okay. actually w- wasn't uh, surrounding somebody returning?
1: True. Oh, um, Really good?
0: four and a half just for always taking those two bumps five for the story All
1: right. I think that will uh... oh actually um, the, the show overall uh, how many stars uh, no not how many stars thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle scooter the royal Rumble.
2: Uh, thumbs three-quarters up.
1: Oh, it's just thumb.
2: Yeah.
1: A lazy thumb.
2: Uh, the the thumb is at, uh,
1: 1030.
0: Oh, I get a thumbs up. It got me invested. After, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, shit, I gotta get, make sure I got my tickets. So. I
1: that. I give it, uh, Orange Cassidy thumbs up as well. Alright, uh, that will conclude, um, this, uh, coverage of, um, of the Royal Rumble and this episode as a whole. Um, of course, uh, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, put on YouTube and box. Uh Of course, this was sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. Join us this uh, Tuesday as we interview uh, Claudia Solis, and uh, this Wednesday as we interview Cody Wayne. Um, if you want to follow the show in uh, on Twitter and Instagram at wrestling with e for information on who we're interviewing, when we're interviewing them, links to those interviews, and so much more. Uh, you can follow me personally at James J993. Where can we find Kaliko?
0: You can find me trying to run away as a slave because it's my wife's birthday weekend, and she out here got me slaving. I'm Kaliko.
1: And
0: welcome you fine.
1: Yeah. And welcome fine scooter.
2: As always, find me on Twitter at scooter dust. Uh, the the future of the remix is currently up in the air. Stay tuned to so uh, the my Twitter feed for any further upcoming announcements. And of course, revel in all my Twitch antics as uh, my Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Uh, it's starting to come to a very thrilling conclusion. I have, uh, I've been getting a major push over there. Join me, uh, along with Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan, twitch.tv, backslash Smoking Dragons. Also, I can announce this I have signed on for not just one, but two future upcoming Dungeons and Dragons streams.
1: For Coleco Yachts and Scooter Dust, I'm James J. And this has been a Raslan wit Entertainment. Shit, it Go! Yeah,
0: Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show. Support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.